6: Okay, wow. Welcome to the first episode of Cadavergals. Cadavergals. Cadaver Gals. Mm. Cadaver Gals. Cadaver Gals. Oh, we're already, we're killing it already. We're killing it already. Speaking of killing, Taylor, <laughs> I thought that we might start this first episode by addressing the important question of how each of us think we're going to die. Okay, yeah. I'll go first. Okay, go.
3: <laughs> oh, all right.
6: I think I'm going to choke to death specifically on a Cool Ranch Dorito.
3: Like, so you're just from choking, so like asphy- asphyxiation?
6: Oh, yeah. Hell yeah.
3: Or is it like, because like, you know, like little sharp pieces when they go
6: down, like, you know, could like rip your... Or it could be kind of like, you know, how Cool Ranch Doritos, they have so much like powder on them. I just inhale the powder wrong and then I choke from all the powder. Oh, like you inhale it so it gets into your lungs. Exactly. That's what's going to happen.
4: I am horrified by this, <laughs> but also I actually would see you more as a Dorito shard choker, not an inhaling powder person. Oh my
6: God, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's the nicest thing anyone's like ever it, said to me. It
4: tickles your tongue a little bit. It tickles your throat a little bit. Next thing you know, you got those that ugly <laughs> eh sound and thank you. you're done. Thank you. That ugly you. sound. <laughs> Taylor,
6: what are you, how are you going to die?
3: I've actually thought about this a lot. I'm probably going to slip in the shower. Like whatever is going to be the most embarrassing like. I'm gonna be naked, just you know, sprawled out in my in my bathroom.
6: Yeah, all damp and splayed and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's
4: very cinematic, actually. It's quite hot.
6: That's cinematic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Great. Just kind of molded over in the shower. They're like, Oh, there's Taylor, (laughs) she's dead. Well, you'll have a beautiful dewy look when you die. So. Yeah, exactly. True, yeah. that's true, and
3: I'll be clean at least, so they won't have to wash me down again. <laughs>
6: <laughs> we hope. We'll we see. know how
3: much we hate hosing down dead bodies.
4: Yep.
6: Hopefully,
3: though, it's towards the end of the shower, not the beginning. Mm.
6: Oh, right, good right, point. Right, right. Good point. Well, because
3: you work out so much, so
6: <laughs> you take so many showers. Okay, Nika, how the fuck are you gonna die? <laughs> okay, aggressive. Um,
4: I think I'm gonna die by taking a selfie.
6: Definitely. Just, oh. All right, that was... Maybe it already happened, and this is purgatory, and that's why we're (laughs) making this podcast. (laughs) That's how we got this podcast,
3: is it's all just an
6: illusion. Yeah, Yeah, honestly. So, listener, welcome. This is the first episode of the podcast, Cadaver Gals. Taylor, take it away with our mission statement.
3: We are just three fun and flirty gals talking about all the fun and flirty ways that people expire. So, be forewarned, this is a podcast about death and dying, so all trigger warnings apply. But it's also kind of like therapy and friendship.
4: And I just get to sit down and have a drink with my friends. And we just grow as people and talk about really beautiful things in mortality. So strap in with your
6: strap ons. And get ready for Cadaver Gals. Cue the clown theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Taylor, let's go. Amp it up, amp it up. Hello and welcome to Cadaver Gals. I'm Taylor. I'm Gabby. And then there's also <laughs> Gabby
3: and Nika, who all of a sudden don't want to be a part of the podcast. I don't know, I don't know who was gonna go first. I got anxiety. Um, okay, so this is the podcast about death and dying and friendship. Yay! Yay! For the very first episode, we are going to hear about how likely it is to be killed by a meteorite, how seafood causes mega stress, and why you should not, and I repeat, do not hold in your urine. Who would like to start? Who wants to
6: start? I was thinking Gabby. Let let it be Gabby. Let it be Gabby.
3: I just need to know about this astral... Interloper. I don't know. know. It's something
6: that science people say, so like I can't really be held accountable. I don't do science. I'm not a scientist, okay? Full disclosure, trigger warning, I'm not a scientist. Okay, so let's go back a few years, okay, to another great year in time, 1888. This is about the one person on record who might have been killed by a meteorite.
4: Ooh. That's the one
6: dude ever... Because it's like, I mean, they have some theories of other people being killed by meteorites and stuff, but they're like, we can't prove shit. And here they can't really prove shit, but they have, like, better documentation. Like, they almost feel like like these science bros, they're saying shit like Sodom and Gomorrah. That might have been a fucking meteorite situation, okay? That might have been what happened. Anyway. <laughs> So in 1888, what's going on at that time? You know, a lot of things have been happening in the 1880s. Like Brazil finally outlawed slavery and it was like the last country to do so. But that doesn't mean, obviously, terrible things still happen to this day. That doesn't mean shit shit. anymore. But this is around the time also where Coca Cola and aspirin get patented. How exciting! There's also the Eiffel Tower. Those are good
3: things.
4: Yeah, that's
6: great. Especially mix them together a little fizzy aspirin. I think you die if you do that, right?
4: I wish Coca-Cola still had cocaine in it. Mm.
6: If only. Anyway, a lot of things are happening. Things are being built. There's the Eiffel Towers coming up. How cool. Also, 1888. This is the year that Jack the Ripper is murdering up a storm. That but none guy. of that has anything to do with this. I'm just trying to paint us a picture of, no, you know, like the world, like in the past. You know, th- there was like a past before. No, I now. think it's really important. They were drinking Coke. Drinking they were drinking Coke. They were taking aspirin. White people were trying I to colonize it. Africa. You know, the scramble for Africa. That's what they're doing. Okay. And what are mm-hmm. some world powers? One of the world powers at the time was the Ottoman Empire, even though it is kind of in decline at this point. But the Ottoman Empire, and that's where we're going. You know, it's kind of like a. it was a bunch of stuff going between like eastern europe all the way down through kind of the middle east you know there is a big chunk of land the ottomans and what are cool about the ottomans they were really good at taking records you know listen up colonizers Mm. take Mm -hmm. some records journaling it's so important you know that could be the news these ottomans they love to journal okay journaling is the news it's just not as
3: instant you gotta like give your journal to somebody
4: Yeah, journaling is like therapy, too. But I feel like if someone looked at my journal like 100 years from now, they would be extremely confused and probably know nothing of the current climate, just of the climate of my heart. Yeah, the
6: climate is just, I'm sad. Everyone hates me. (laughs) Ah, That's the climate in my journal. Okay, so we're zooming in. We're zooming a little bit more in. We're going in to this little town in the Ottoman Empire that is in now where the Iraq is. Remember the Iraq? And so Mm -hmm. there's a small village there. And the village is in this valley of these two pyramid-looking mountains, which is how they describe it in this note that the governor of this town or whatever leader of this town ends up sending to the sultan of the Ottoman Empire. He's like, hey, we're in this town, pyramids. And then, like last night, bro. This is what the guy's telling the the sultan in a letter. He's like, "Bro, what had happened was it was eight thirty p.m. on the dot, and then suddenly it looked like there was a firestorm descending upon our town." Okay, they're just like, "What the fuck, bro? Fire is descending upon our land." Like, what do you do? Can you? I'm sorry. I'm. I know you're you're so mad at us because we keep interrupting, but.
3: What do you actually do when you see this coming? You're like, God, Sodom
4: and Gomorrah all over again, baby.
6: (laughs) Yeah. Well, because I mean, if you saw a firestorm, I mean, probably your first thought isn't I have no regrets. It's it's like YOLO, you know. I did. I did what I had to do in this life. You know, I was a farmer in the Ottoman Empire and just doing shit. And you know what? Then there's all this fire coming down. And know what happens? It hits two different people. First, bro, he gets paralyzed for the rest of his life. The other dude, he's dead. He died. All these people are dead, though. To be honest, it was a long time ago. So the other guy, he died. It just, you know, a big old fiery rock came and struck him, struck him down. I have a
3: question. So you said one person was paralyzed and one person was killed. Were they together, or was this no. like, sh- or was this like rock shrapnel?
6: You know, it was like rock shrapnel just okay. falling all around. It destroyed some crops, you know. It hurt some livestock, and it got these two bros. I swear, if any horses were harmed,
4: Taylor, we got bad news for you.
6: <laughs> but let's just say that they probably had more like sheep's than they did horses. Okay. Also, I feel like a sheep, if some fire, like, I look like that sheep fur, lamb, lamb sheep fur, what is it called? Wool. Wool. That's right. Science. No science here. I feel like that stuff's pretty flammable, right? Like, I feel like a sheep would burst into flames, and then it would look like a flaming bubble, you know? But you can still eat sheep, so it's not like, it's not fully, if,
3: like, they survive the, if they survive, then they could still be utilized. If you're going to be killing animals and things like that, you need to, like, utilize them for the well-being of others
6: but it might get too tenderized if it was kind of like a astral interloper that struck them burst into flames that's a charred lamb
4: some people like it charred
6: like i don't know cooked through there's just carbon (laughs) (laughs) just carbon
3: What other kind of chemicals could have been on this lamb? I wonder. <laughs> That's
4: like when people are like, do you like it raw or like tender? What's the question? I don't go to steaks enough to ask. To even <laughs> do, know. You like it,
6: <laughs> do you like it alive still? Just like a hint of just like twitching, you know? Well, they do oh have that God. spooky octopus that you can eat that its nerves are still kind mm. of responsive. And then you like pour sauce on it and then it's like, all, oh, oh, and then you eat it. That happens with frog legs, too, I think.
4: I could never um, cook a lobster. You literally have to put the lobster in there and mm, boil it. And they it. scream. And they like yeah. they they like knock on the on the on the pan. They go knock knock, baby, get me out of here. And you just gotta be like, sorry, bro. Like you're my food. Gabby, continue. Sorry.
6: Okay, so this dude, he doesn't have a name. The little leader of this town. He didn't even tell the sultan like if this was my bro. Like they're just like, nah, this bro is just dead now. And, but I mean, I guess that was pretty, it was a pretty uh, spicy situation because that really, you know, that, that never happens. People have very rarely ever been killed by a meteorite, even though I'm always, I mean, I guess we'll all die at once if we're all hit by a meteorite, but it's like very rare. In fact, there's this bro, this science bro referencing the scientists who said that the odds of being hit by a meteorite you have a better chance of getting hit by a tornado a bolt of lightning and a hurricane all at the same time at the same time <laughs> you are more likely for all of that to happen to you than to be hit by a meteorite somehow that doesn't
3: seem i mean look we only know of like the one the one dude but like that doesn't seem that doesn't seem possible it seems like being hit by a meteorite seems pl- very plausible
6: to me there's a lot of like space shit going on you know there's a lot of space happening, but also space is really big. That's true.
4: Yeah, also Taylor, don't be an anti masker. You have to believe science. <laughs> like, no, I definitely believe science. <laughs> I'm just
3: saying like the statistics of that. That seems it seems more possible what I'm saying is it seems more possible to be hit by meteorite. Yeah. Than it does to for all of those things. It's to a happen little
6: excessive. It's a little excessive. I like how we're taking down big science, the science establishment. <laughs> Though I think everything we're saying is the opposite of what they're saying, which is basically like, yeah, I mean, it's probably happened, and there are some estimates where it's like it would be likely that this would happen, like every ten years that someone would be, would be struck by an astral interloper, but they just don't have records of it. It's just very hard to prove, so they can't ever actually prove that this happened. Even with this, the guy in the Ottoman Empire, right. they're just like, well. They did. The, the the leader of the town did send the sultan a piece of the rock of the meteorite. But now they're still like on the hunt to try to find it today of like, where did that we need to test it? We need to prove it. So there are some like estimations of this happening before. And there's been times when like meteorites have entered and exploded and like injured a bunch of people. So that's happened within the past 10 years as well. But the one, the only other time that they have on record of someone being struck by a meteorite was this lady in Alabama in 1954. This bitch was just sleeping, having a sweet dream, doing whatever she wanted. And then just meteorite came through her house and it like bounced off of her walls and then hit her in the hip. She didn't die from that. But um. So what? She's like the only yeah. Just like I think they even said it like bounced off her record player or something. And I'm like, damn, no. it broke her record player. That sucks. That's so
4: rude. I feel I feel like if a meteorite were to hit me, it would knock on my window and it would open it slowly and it would float into my like room and then it would give me a kiss on the cheek.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of meteorite. Yeah. <laughs> So this lady who got hit in 1954, that meteorite, it was nine pounds. And guess how old it was? Ooh, 60 billion. Billion. Oh, is it in the billions? It was only 4.5 billion years old.
3: So. Oh. I was oh, going to like throw a bunch of millions at you. 4.5 yeah, billion.
6: Was a, this was an old boy coming into this lady's house unsuspectingly. You know what? We don't like that. We don't like that. Always the older men that are just preying on people. I'm disgusted by that. So I think basically what I want to tell everyone is I don't need y'all to be walking around here concerned that a meteorite or some like space debris is going to come down here and hit you. You have to be extremely special for that to happen. And it only happened maybe to this one bro in the Ottoman Empire in 1888, which the only fun fact about 1888 that I thought was the stupidest thing that I've ever read. Apparently, that is the year that has the longest amount of Roman numerals in it. So if you're into Roman numerals, that's a stupid ass fact that I'm just telling you (laughs) about that year.
3: That was an excellent story, Gabby. Thank you so very much. We will be right back.
1: Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: My little black cat is right in front of me and he's just looking at me with little, little sad eyes. I love you so much.
3: Is he looking at you and telling you that you need to do your story? Oh, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Wow.
4: (laughs) Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Um, Okay. I have a fun story for everyone. So it's about this dude in 1671. His name was Francois Vatel. So he was essentially the head servant of Nicolas Fouquet, who was this superintendent of finances in France. What was was his last name? Okay. All right. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Everyone Okay, continue. Sorry. I mean, the French nobility was terrible back then. So I do not mind all of us calling them fuck boys. And then he also served this guy called Louis II, who was a French general from this European dynasty called the House of Bourbon. Now, we all know that French nobility was trash. And that's why the French Revolution happened. So this man, this is important for the story. So this man was a high-ranking servant, and he was tasked to host a 2,000-person banquet in honor of Louis XIV at this Chateau de Chantilly, which is basically a big-ass castle. And they would call these things like
6: country houses or like estates, but
4: chateaus are castles. They are mm-hmm. massive.
6: I've been to this chateau, not to brag. Oh Chantilly, okay. You've been I to the chateau? Yeah, it's really, it's quite nice.
4: Yeah, no. I kidding. would like to go to. A,
6: <laughs> I would love to go to a two thousand person party. You know, well, things hang got out. dark
4: really quickly. So let's see what happened. Well, I mean, you'd probably be into it. So basically, <laughs> he had to host this banquet, and he had planned everything down to the T. He was real excited about it, mind you. Like this man oversees. Dozens of employees, dozens of servants. And he, you know, his employer is like this really, really fancy French guy. So he plans everything down to the T, but things start going wrong. Just like little mishaps. Now, history does not go into detail as to what these mishaps are, but I'm assuming they're things like, The flower guy, like, brought white roses instead of, like, pink roses. That's exactly what I was
3: thinking. Right?
4: Yeah, just, like, little things. Or, like, servants were wearing the wrong neck scarves. Or, like, I I don't know. (laughs) Just, like, random etiquette things that just, like, made his anxiety start peaking. But then, this is what got really, really bad. The sheer lateness of the seafood delivery to the banquet made him lock himself up, kill himself, and then... He was found by one of his employees when they went to look for him to tell him that the seafood had finally arrived.
3: First of all, nobody nobody come up and say that like women are the most dramatic ever. That is the most dramatic thing I've ever heard.
6: Right? Can oh no, imagine? the lobster! Where is it? Oh no, sacré
4: bleu! That was so beautiful. I was really hoping that we would get Gabby's French Im- person impression. <laughs> like I,
6: I was really excited for it. I am very excited about the flowers and the seafood. Oh no, the clams. Uh, les petites clams.
4: No, I mean, I just, so it made me start thinking because I do empathize with this guy. Like he had a terrible boss because listen to this. So Louis II, right? He was 5'5". He had this thing called macrocephaly. So basically his head was abnormally large. And he was, um, according to historic sources, not very smart and going insane. So this was his boss. Now, I can feel like why he felt the need to kill himself because... I personally, if I've ever messed up at a job, specifically the job that I'm at now, I literally it literally makes me want to like throw myself off a bridge if I mess up so I can kind of understand where he was coming from that. And I honestly think we should like remember him with empathy and respect. I've had anxious moments the first time, like the first actually the second day that I had the job that I have now. I accidentally booked the wrong flight for my boss twice <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was really scary and he never found out and he still doesn't know to this day. I can understand being scared of your boss and I respect him.
6: That's a dramatic way to I mean, I have read the comments on some of the podcasts we've produced and I've been like, oh, yes, death. That would be fine. <laughs> oh my God. That's I mean- why I don't read the comments. <laughs>
4: I also think I understand like the anxiety of hosting like a two thousand person banquet. Like, I literally I had um, three people over at my house uh, what like a month and a half ago for my brother's birthday, and they were all people that we were quarantining with. And um, I scheduled the night and I like timed it all out and I blocked it out. And they tried like for example taking shots at a time that I hadn't
6: dignified to stop. taking shots,
4: and I was like stop. <laughs> Can't take shots right now! Um, it's so not I shot
6: o'clock yet. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. It's not shot o'clock, shot o'clock yet. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like he was probably really type A. He was probably a really anxious king. And I I just respect it. And I I honestly read this story feeling very seen right now. So I, I would like to share that I think we all have some
3: of Francois in us. That does look. It does trickle down. If you have somebody that's like feeding you this anxiety and this this stress then then it does trickle down. So all yeah. you bosses and event out there, planning. be nice to people. Also, yes, event planning is very stressful.
4: I get it. I get it. I also don't think I could have ever worked for French nobility because that just seems like a real stressful job.
6: They like chopping off heads and hanging people and stuff. Mm-hmm. The guillotine wasn't until, when was this, in 16-something?
4: Yeah, so this was in um
3: 1671.
4: So the guillotine wasn't until later. But yeah. they would
6: still kill. They would still kill their servers,
4: or like banish them, or like fire them, and then they it would just mean won't die. Exactly. Like they, they they had a lot of dead servers. So
3: uh, Nika, do you have any
4: closing thoughts? Tip your servers and be nice to people, and don't let anxiety be so all-consuming in your life if you can manage.
6: That's it. Also, be patient for the shellfish. You know, it could show up, and it would be okay. Right, because it it did end up showing up you got to wait on the lobster. Okay,
3: that was wonderful, Nika. Thank you so much for sharing that story. You are listening to Cadaver Gals, and we'll be right back.
0: I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert.
4: It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us
2: thought they were going to kill me. So I kept
0: my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hey everybody, welcome to Across Generations where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host,
1: Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to crime stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: All right, so tis my turn. My story is also is about an astronomer. His name is Tico Brahe. Brahe was a nobleman and astronomer of Denmark. And this guy, if you Google, like you can, you can look, search him. And um, he's really interesting. Um, He's got this like oval shaped face Um, and he had like this reddish hair and then he had this like really cool handlebar mustache, but it was like, it was very pronounced and it was amazing. Um, He was the first hipster. Yes. Okay. And so he was wearing this necklace is the Order of the Elephant. Which is the highest mm. rank and honor? Like only people of nobility, of royalty, and like the head of state wear this now. But so this was—he um, died in 1601, but they really didn't start using this symbol until much later. So I'm wondering—I couldn't figure it out—but I'm wondering if he was like the originator of this order oh of the my elephant. Gosh no he might actually be the first no episode. for real yeah and the the symbol was like it's like this elephant and has this man riding it looks like he has this like chimney coming off of his back and then he has this like cross on the elephant anyway it's very cool um anyway so he was an astronomer so this was before the telescope so he was he was achieved and was one of the most accurate. Um, at observing with the naked eye he didn't even need an app yeah he didn't need an app he
5: was just or a he, protractor
3: yeah so he was able to more accurately than some of the instruments that came later on and like using telescopes and whatnot he was like the most accurate um, That's amazing. to the naked eye
4: yeah I also I did look him up Taylor he looks like every guy that has ever hit on me at a coffee shop so wonderful
3: yeah, like, I don't know. There's, oh, we'll get there. But um, so this guy, he was a twin, but unfortunately his twin did not make it. And then when he was, I think it was, he was like two or something, he was kidnapped by his aunt and uncle. Now I'm like, I kind of have seen conflicting things where it was like, was it that his birth parents were like, okay, bro, you don't have kids or you can't have kids. Like you can just have one of mine. Cause he was one of 12. So they were like, yeah, you can just have, like, one of ours type deal. Anyway, very strange. Raised a Muslim. But he got a really great education, and he became an astronomer and a mathematician and all of these things. Super smart. Okay, so here's this fun fact. So when he was 20, he got into an argument with his cousin about, like, some math problem or something. So as one would do in the 1500s, they dueled. But also... This was in the dark, so that's it's harder to duel in the dark. I'm, I would imagine. I've never. Wait, they duelled over
6: a math problem. problem. Mm-hmm. Hmm, um, what was the problem?
3: You know, I just don't know. I'm not Addition? a mathematician. <laughs> it was not specified on the internet. Um, some division. <laughs> yeah, some division. <laughs> Sorry, I would. Oh, that's funny, Gabby. I would be arguing the long division <laughs> anyway. So they duelled in the dark, and he ended up losing his nose like he got his nose cut off so he had to wear listen to this y'all you're gonna love this he had a a prosthetic nose that he wore the rest of his life so find that iteration nika it's great um so it said that it was made of silver and gold and you guys he would keep like a little pouch of glue if it were to get like loose and wobbly like he would glue it to his face
4: that's like me with my press on nails i keep glue on me at all times that's so funny Oh my love how we you can relate to
3: Brahe. Wait, like we have so much in common. <laughs> okay, but we're here for de- for his death, right? Okay. So you've heard of Kepler, right? Um you may have know him because you've heard of the Kepler law of planetary motion. Which oh, is yeah, essentially. I know all law. about that law. Okay, I love well that law I know about it. The <laughs> gist is the gist is is that described the planetary motion around the sun. And he was uh Brahe's assistant. So so this guy, Kepler. Was working underneath Brahe, and to and so he and so Kepler was actually the one that informed us about his death. So they were at a banquet in Prague, um, where Brahe, when he was there, he had to go to the bathroom. But he was like, you know, it's really rude. I don't want it. Like, I don't want to be rude. So I'm just not going to go. I'll just hold it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm literally simping for this man. We have so
4: much in common. Like he also has bathroom anxiety. No,
3: he does have bathroom anxiety. And let me tell you, this did not go over well for Brahe. Okay, he so when he got home, he was like, Oh, I gotta go. So he went and he like was really struggling too. it was like a really it was a problem. Like he couldn't really go like it was only in like smaller spurts. And like, it was like painful and all this stuff. And um, and I guess Kepler was like, dude, you should have just like gone while you were there. But alas, he did not. So 11 days later, he died, basically, like he was just having like ur- urination issues and died. So, um, they believed that, um, they believed that that was the problem and, you know, that's kind of just how that, that was, happened, Do right? you think
4: it was like an infection?
3: Because he couldn't so, piss? <clears throat> so, yeah. So, I mean, look, this was in 15 or like 1601, right? So, they just knew that he was having bladder issues at the time. It all started from him holding, holding it rather than just going. So, he should have just been a little bit ru- rude, rude and gone to the bathroom rather than holding it because he would still be alive. Anyway. You should probably he also wash his right
6: dick. That's true. I don't know. 1601, do you think they had a clean dick?
3: I actually, <laughs> I actually do remember reading something. This was, like, earlier in the 1500s of, like, um, the reason that um, weddings were really popular in May was because they only, so people would only, like, take four baths a year. And so, and like that was like the springtime cleaning, cleansing. And so, people still smelled relatively good by by that time. So that's when people got why people got married around May. And um, the reason that um brides hold flowers is to cover up to mask the smell.
4: Oh my god! Wow, that is
3: crazy.
4: Four baths a year.
3: It was some. It's it's something like that. I have to go back and look, but um. Are, are we ready to continue with this, with this story? Yes. yes okay. I'm just saying he had a, U, he had a UTI, right?
6: That's uh, what he they had. Don't really he had kno- t-
3: they don't really know. He was basically, it hurt when he urinated and he couldn't really do it. So it sounded, sounds a little UTI-ish, right? But look, this plagued other scientists because he was so, he was very talented and very smart. And so this has just plagued the world. Forever, right? Yeah. So in nineteen oh one, they were like, you know, we need to we need to really get to the bottom of how he died. So they exhumed his body in nineteen oh one, thinking maybe he had kidney stones or um that maybe it was uremia, which is basically where like urea gets into your which is like the main component of urine, obviously, gets into your blood and then just like infects your blood or whatever. So that was kind of like You know, maybe that's what happened. Okay. So then they were like, they were trying to come up with other reasons. Like maybe that's not what it was. And so they were like, well, he was also into alchemy as well. And so they thought maybe there was some kind of like mercury poisoning or something like that. And then they thought, well, maybe he was poisoned because he had some haters. Okay. Because he had that
4: juicy turn. I Mm -hmm. love
3: it. So basically 300 years later, they're still like, you know, maybe he was murdered. Maybe like they're like trying to drum up some drama in his life. So there are so basically two suspects. One was Kepler, who was his assistant, if you remember, and mm. went on to be very successful. And so they were like, ooh, maybe Kepler was like, I don't need this man in my life anymore because I have discovered okay. or he has discovered something that I want to take credit for. The other option was um, that it was King Christian the 4th. And do you want to know why he would kill? Um, do you want to know why he would maybe kill Brahe? Yes, please. He was rumored <gasps> to have relations with his mother, the king's oh, oh, mother. Oh. What? Oh. What? what
6: the drama? I tell you. Wait, hold wait. His own, up. his own mom or the or the no, no, king's mom? No, 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 the mom? king's mom. Whose mom.
3: Ooh. I'm
4: sorry. Okay, no, no, no. no. Please hold. So Brahi, our astronomer fr- our astronomer friend, yes. was having relations, possible relations with the king's mother.
3: Yes. The fuckboys are alive and well. I know. In this, in this or whole she's time, I'm a like, fuck boy. I thought this guy was, you know, he was all polite because he was like, I don't want to be rude. And by going to the restroom during this banquet, But, but then he's going around, you know, sleeping with king's moms. He had a wife, right? He did. They also, they also, when they exhumed Brahi, they also exhumed his wife. But then, as they were doing that, they had issues with her crypt, and her crypt like broke. Um, it, there was some drama there. So they like got some mustache hair, and they were like, they found that there wasn't enough mercury or poisoning in his hair follicle to be lethal. So, fast forward to twenty ten. And we're still not over
6: it. Hey, I've been over it for a while, Taylor. I, don't I know. <laughs> I,
3: look. Anyway, so that's when they discovered that that basically he probably wasn't murdered. And and they concluded that it was likely just his bladder bursted. Yuck. But it was just like they couldn't get over it. I mean, he died in 1601. And in 2010, they were still like, man, what happened the to absolutely-
4: Brahe? But here's the thing. Like, look him up. Like, I'm looking into his eyes. And it's it's. I mean, I can understand why people would want to
3: exhume his body twice. Mm. Okay. Also, this is this is some other drama. And this is just, this is not confirmed. This is not, this is just kind of like, I don't know. Maybe this happened. Maybe it didn't. So he said that his nose, that um, his prosthetic nose that he had was made of silver and gold. But then once they, when they dug him up or uh, the exhumation happened, they realized it was bronze and so some people oh. were like, maybe they stole his, no- like his fancy nose. Cause it was possible that he had like a daily nose. And then he also maybe <laughs> had like a fancy nose. I don't know.
4: Oh no. That's this so is, funny. This oh is nose. All- <laughs> Oh nose. Oh, no. oh no. Got me. You're on a roll.
3: So there's a, there is, there is a possibility that like somebody stole his fancy nose, but this also could just be total rumor that I'm totally making up right now. But, um, I don't know, Taylor.
4: I think that considering this happened in like the 1600s, you're doing a pretty good job. Like, I, it's not—it's not rumors. I think—I think you're killing it. I really hate this front. gossip,
6: this gossip and this hearsay that we're promoting on this podcast about this guy's nose. I want to get down to the deets. Yeah, actually, I stole his nose. I admit it. I did the whole <laughs> thing. They could have been grave robbing, you know, like. Okay,
4: but I really hate the idea of someone's body being exhumed. Like, I hate that literally he's been resting since the 1600s. And they're like, we want to figure out who killed you. Like, he doesn't care. He's not here anymore. He's off in the nether. Or maybe he's right here. Actually, I
3: don't even want to joke about that. I I reject those words in the name of Jesus. I don't want to joke about that. (laughs) Coupler said he had to go to the bathroom, didn't go, had some pee problems later, and then he died 11 days later. Like, that's, I I mean, like, what more do you need to know? I love that you're calling it pee
4: problems. Like he's a toddler that just like didn't know how to go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. Oh, Tycho, are you having some pee problems? Like that's literally what I pictured in my head when you said that.
3: I mean, I think I think he was like literally like sitting next to Kepler going, hey, man, like I really have to go to the bathroom, but I really think it'd be rude. So I'm just going to not go. And I'm just gonna I wait. mean, that's
4: what's happening to me right now. And now I'm freaking out. and I'm like, I probably should go because I don't want the same thing to happen to me.
3: Yeah. So my point is for you two ladies or anybody else out there who has um, bathroom
6: anxiety is like, don't hold it for too long. Be careful. That is not how anxiety works, Taylor. I'm never going to be able to pee again you can't just Thanks, tell taylor. me not to not pee okay and now i know i'm gonna die so it's gonna be extra stressful <laughs> no just, just stop being anxious. anxious
4: i'm cured
6: <laughs> that's all you and have to what do. you're gonna tell me to stop peeing into my toilet filled with mercury what are <laughs> no. you trying to do to me taylor i'm just Guys. telling you to go to the bathroom if you have
3: to go to the bathroom nobody cares it doesn't work if like your that. Pee okay gabby's just had work a really like rough that. week please journal about this and then we'll report back in three hundred
6: years. Ugh. Okay. I will. Gabby, thank, um,
4: thank you, Taylor. Okay. I really did enjoy that story, and that actually has helped me personally um, in my
3: own bathroom journey. Look, you know, if there's any takeaways, just try try not take care of yourself. Take care okay? of yourself. I love it. Self care. And this, my friends, is cadaver Gals. Goodbye. Until next
4: week. cadaver gals
3: cadaver gals is a production of school of humans and iHeartRadio. radio cadaver gals is produced written edited mixed by the three of us gabby watts nika duarte and taylor church we also have some eps but not sure they really want to be credited but don't you worry they are three white dudes you can follow us on twitter or instagram at cadaver gals